Welcome to IP Frequently. IP Frequently is brought to you by Dominion Harbor Enterprises and is sponsored by IPedia. IPedia, innovation clarity that provides real, actionable patent intelligence. Join our hosts, David Pridham and Brad Sheaf, advancing the issues of intellectual property. Hello and welcome to another episode of IP Frequently, where I'm here, as I always am, with my close friend and confidant, Mr. David Pridham, also my business partner and partner here on the podcast. We're pleased to be back on the point. Here in the great state of Maine for the State Fair. The State Fair of Maine. Uh, we've been, we're pleased to have been asked to select and then put the ribbon on the prize pig, and we will be doing that shortly. So in between events, we've decided to do a podcast. We've got many So I'm just going to avoid the five or six things that just came into my head. Yeah, said, I'm not going to say any of right. that. I, I had to pause for a moment not, myself. This is not locker room talk. No. No, right. this, is not, this is not the locker room talk podcast where comments about prize pigs could lead to a full... But many, many roads. 30-minute dissertation yeah. that both of us could wander down. But we're not going to do it. We're going to stick to IP this morning, and that, as is often the case... There's a lot going on in the IP world to the point where now we're actually assigning patents to sovereign nations, David, in an effort to get out from under the ridiculousness of the America Invents Act. Thank you, President Obama, and his sponsorship at Google. What do you think about this whole thing, David? Well, there's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot to unpack, but we'll stay on top of the waves. Top of the waves. Yeah. Riding high. Mm. Well, I'll t- first of all, I, I, I think we do need to give a little shout-out to the folks over at the food court here. And if you have a chance to come down here, um, the, the State Fair of Maine is a great uh, event here in Kittery. Um, had, had, to, had the chance to have a waffle sandwich earlier. Delicious. With, with some ice cream. Delicious. Uh, they have some great pork spare ribs. Um, which not, is amazing. Do not sell short the funnel cake, my friend. Yeah, and some incredible, some incredible. They have some of the best New England treats. They have a nice turkey gobbler sandwich, and they have Indian pudding. Indian pudding. Yeah, so yes. that's good. It's, it's, others would call it grape nut, but the the Indian pudding is is good as well. So there's a whole host of things here that um, the, the 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 State Fair of Maine offers. Uh, if you're going to come out here with the, the, the kids for the rides, I advise get here a little early. Make sure you have your tickets before you get in line. Uh, and also make sure you uh, know what the height requirements are on some of these uh, some of these uh, some of these rides because it's very important. Well, uh, I mean, there's nothing more disheartening than seeing Junior with tears in his eyes as he expected to ride the loop-de-loop. Yeah. And he's a good inch and a half too short. Doesn't, yeah. Next year, Junior. Next, next year, year. Next year. Just go over there, have have a, a waffle sandwich, have some Indian pudding, and you know that'll get their mind off things. Take penny candy, maybe. Penny candy. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Do you think Allergon is enjoying any Indian pudding these days? Well, I'm not sure where you're going with that, my friend. <laughs> but I will. I will say this: um, the uh, twists and turns of the current U.S. patent uh, landscape are mind-boggling. It's almost like uh, you're uh, in the middle of... You remember the video game, the great video game, Pitfall? Mm, yes. What about Asteroids? Remember that one? Asteroids was great. I liked Gallica. What about Defender? Did you remember... I never played Gallica, but Defender? No. Centipede? Mm-hmm. Centipede, I played. Space Invaders? Space, oh, yeah, sure. You know what was the best? Probably Pong. 
You play Pong? Pong was good times. Pong was uh, the strategy required to win at Pong was oftentimes undersold. Yeah. Yeah. But any event, it's it's sort of like Pong in a way. In a way. In a way, it's not. Uh, but the many different twists and turns this uh, current patent landscape has taken is unreal. First, the false narrative about... Uh, plaintiffs in certain courts getting a benefit, which has been demonstrably proven to be false. Then the creation of the PTAB, which is the most corrupt institution um, known to man. Or animals. Or animals. Uh, really, any higher order mammal. That has a patent. Otherwise, right. they just don't the, care. Well, they don't care, they don't care but it doesn't that. change the facts. Uh, and now, um, the latest, the uh, insulation of patents from the PTAB um, by... Uh, by um, uh, assigning them to uh, sovereign nations, Native Americans. Correct. Uh, and and Alagon has taken advantage of that opportunity, standing behind the fact that uh, the PTAB has already decided that sovereigns are immune from patent review and doing so uh, primarily in the case of the University of Florida or the state of Florida, uh, an office of which or represented by, I guess, the University of Florida, and you know what? It didn't take long for folks to figure out that if, if that is in fact the law, then maybe we can use that to our advantage. And I tell you what, I don't see a problem with it. The, the PTAB is as biased as it can possibly be against patent owners, and I don't fault patent owners at all for looking for a way to get out from under what is an unjust tribunal. Did you ever see the Lethal Weapon movies? I loved them. You see all of them? I think so. Remember the one where the the, the diplomatic community, oh yeah, diplomatic, diplomatic community, diplomatic community. I think that guy got a bullet in the head. Yeah, he did. Day. But that's sort of what this reminds me of. Where now we've now created a patent system that um, is so inherently unfair to patent owners that the only way certain groups can get around it is to assign them to individuals or entities who are immune from the laws of that administrative agency. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Well, it's insane, the links that people have to go. And, and again, in Allegon's case, they paid millions just for just to be able to get out from underneath that tribunal. I want to say it was $13.5 million they paid up front just to get out from underneath that tribunal, which will tell you... It's a great deal for the tribunal. The tribe, I'm sorry. Tribe. Sorry. Yeah. That's not so good for the tribunal, although they're fine. They, they don't have any ethical concerns. They can rep, they can be on panels of former clients. I mean, it's really it's really kind of a free for all. There. Well, they're getting their money. Their bread's being buttered. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Are, if you know if you know what I'm saying. And we know people that love butter. <laughs> that we do. Pat after pat after pat after pat. That would make sense. So, in order for someone to actually pay thirteen and a half million dollars just to avoid the PTAB, it'll tell you what patent owners think about their chances at what is supposed to be a neutral adjudicative body and clearly isn't. And so I say, great. I say, look, if that's what it takes to actually get back to where an Article Three court is going to hear the case. Well, they're going to hear certain cases. Yeah, well, certain cases, I guess, the ones. But it's the ironic part about this whole damn thing is that we started with a system that was developed by and large because of the corruption of the British system where people were judged not on um, what they invented but who they were and what class they were in 
And so we turned that on its head and we created the greatest innovation engine um, known to man in the U.S. patent system in the basically the age of innovation. And now what we've said is now, you know what, the, the 200 plus years of economic growth and of innovation are um, are are not what uh, are, are not what we want anymore. Uh, we're going to destroy innovation unless it's in the hands of certain individuals or entities, right? So we've completely flipped it on its head. We've completely reversed the the, the trends. And so it's okay if you're a sovereign nation, you'll be immune from these ridiculous kangaroo courts called the PTAB. Uh, and it's okay if you're large tech because you don't care about the PTAB because you don't invent anything anymore. But everyone in the middle gets screwed. And so what I hope happens is someone steps back and says, well, this is absolutely ridiculous. And everything from the, the folks filing these bullshit IPR petitions serially to bankrupt small companies to the large uh, tech companies that funded the patent office for the past decade – to the folks that are assigning this stuff to the, the, the Native American tribes. I mean, really, all of it's ridiculous. Yep. I mean, it's a joke. It's, well, it's, now, it's now a joke. We've gone right back to the, the patent system that we were trying to replace, where now it matters, once again, who you are, right? I mean, one of the beauties of the patent system in the U.S. for a couple hundred years was it just didn't matter who you were. Independent inventor, small business, medium-sized business, large enterprise, global conglomerate. Mid-sized company. Mid-sized company, mid-sized car. No, not really the car. But it didn't matter. You, you, had an, you had something you thought was an invention. You had something you thought was valuable enough to protect it with a patent. And you went before the, the patent office. The examiner didn't care. He reviewed your submission. He reviewed it in view of the art. And you got your patent if you deserved it and, or you didn't. And now we're right back to where all that matters is who you are and where you come from. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's wrecking the economy. I mean, the, I, I was the talking statistics to a, are, are out there. I was talking to a buddy the other day, a friend of mine who's in the patent office and who wanted to remain anonymous. I don't blame him. For obvious reasons. And I'm not saying it, it was even a he. I don't blame it. And I'm also not saying that he's on my team uh, lacrosse fantasy league squad. Okay. I'm not saying that either. No, well, well I, wouldn't, any of that. I wouldn't. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. No. I'm not saying any of that. Mm-hmm. Um not confirming or denying, though. Mm-hmm. So I could be saying it, but you wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Um, and, uh, you know, what I was told is that one of the first things that happens when an application comes in or when a, a, a petition comes in is what's not being looked at is the, um, other than the folks that are actually opening the actual mail, or right, if it actually comes in through mail, because that this is not what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's a rarity, but it happens. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, well, the first thing that's done is they look at who the applicant is, or they look at who the uh, who, what company is filing the application or filing the petition, uh, and that's how it's judged in a lot of ways. It's almost predisposed to go in a certain direction based on who's filing, and 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 and, and that's just not the way the system is supposed to work. And the problem is this: the system, as currently constituted, encourages corrupt business models to take shape, and we've seen that across the spectrum. And it encourages things like, um, like, like this whole uh, uh, sovereign immunity thing to, to, to take place. And you see it on the other side, too, right? It's not just folks who are trying to protect their patents, because you really can't blame them when you look at what a horrific joke the PTAB is. But uh, folks on the other side have for years been dumping server farms over the border in Canada so they avoid infringement of method claims in the United States. 
Um, you know, you hear about these barges that Google's putting on the middle of the Pacific. Um, you know, I mean, I suppose now you're going to see Amazon put server farms on native land so that they're immune from infringement claims. But uh, it, it's where this has been progressing. But at some point, an adult has to come in the room or a set of adults have to come in the room and say, wait a minute, the large conglomerate lobby has owned the patent narrative for the last decade. And it's created a system where these corrupt, stacked tribunals decide everything um, with respect to patentability without any presumptions whatsoever, without any regard for the prosecution or what someone's paid or put into their own inventions. It just doesn't matter because these large conglomerates really are just interested in taking the idea and, and, and using it on their own. So uh, what you need is you need an adult to come in the room and say, this is all fucked up. And if this is what it takes, if it takes assigning patents to Native American tribes to get an adult in the room to say, wait a minute, this is nuts, then I'm all, I'm all for it. Um, but at some point, this is, this is just completely ridiculous, and this has to stop. Well, right. I mean, you, you, at some point in time, as you point out, there has to be an adult or a set of adults who says the American patent system has been hijacked. Right? It's been hijacked by a narrative. It's been hijacked by a certain privileged set of large tech companies, and they're using a branch, a, a, a department under the executive branch of the United States government for their own benefit. And, and we're talking about companies who hardly need to have a thumb put on the scales on their behalf. Right? I mean, Amazon I mean, they're, they're is, selling They're selling cut-rate toilet paper for, for pennies on the dollar. And giving you free shipping on it. Yeah. Now, I think, My you know, as you look an, at that, that's as all an, built into the price. As an American, toilet paper should be shipped for free. I'm not going to I'm not going to take a position on that either way, except to say I disagree with you. Um, but it is taking a position. Th that's not important. What, what, what I would say about that is Could be uh, they get people hooked on that whole low toilet uh, paper cost toilet paper. Thing. Again, and you don't even get what you're paying paper. for. You have to look very carefully at that Amazon Prime stuff because what they do is they just load the shipping into the price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Click and save, my friend. Click and save. Click and save. Oh, Patton, I believe. Yeah. The but, old one-click Patton, but we don't want to talk about that. No, no, no one wants to talk about that. But, but, but no one wants to talk about what any of these large companies ever did to exist in the first place. But the, the funny thing is, if you look at everyone who's up in arms about Native Americans owning patents... Um, it's it, This is a natural result of folks who've created a corrupt system. If I had told you... Uh, 10 or 15 years ago um, that there was an institution judging the patentability of uh, uh, the, the, the validity or the uh, uh, patentability in and of itself of patents in this country, and that institution uh, was uh, predetermining uh, panels, judicial panels, based on the outcome that they preferred. Openly and notoriously saying, yep, that's, that's what we yep, do. Yep, yep. No, no question about it. Just deciding based on the result they wanted who was going to be on that panel. Having the folks who are these judges um, come right out of private practice where they were representing some of the petitioners and, and some of the actual intellectual property in cases that they, that they worked on and were paid for, um, allowing large tech companies to stack the higher offices of the uh, of this institution that determined all of the rules for these panels, the first thing someone would say is, well, that's the Eastern District of Texas, right? And, and, and you'd say, no, if that was, people would be in fucking jail right, right now. People would be in jail. If you had judges um, 
representing large tech companies and then jumping onto the bench in private practice and jumping onto the bench and then ruling in cases against uh, uh, folks who are on the opposite side of those tech companies that they represented. First of all, you'd be disbarred. There'd be no question about it. you'd be disbarred. And there'd be a public corruption case. There, there would be a public. There should be. A, there, there would be a public right. corruption because case. it is public corruption. But I'll, I'll tell you what the the entire um, uh, you know this 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 entire narrative. And that's what you would think the way people talk about EDTX, right? But the problem is Eastern Texas never had any of those things happen. Um, never once. Uh, and, and and actually, if you look at the data, which morons out there always say, where's your data, where's your data, where's your data? Well, if you look at the Lex Machina, or is it Machina? Machina? Machina. Machina? Yeah, whatever. If you no. look at that data, it's clear that the plaintiffs don't have a very good win right now no. on EGTX. And if you if you turn back the clock 10 yeah. years ago, they didn't have a good they win really rate. They really never did, that's right. So, um, you know, all those morons who want to talk about data, go look at the fucking data. But the the the, 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 the what we're talking about, obviously, is the PTAB. And when you look at all those factors that go into how this PTAB was constituted and how the panels are picked and all that stuff, um, it, it's a nightmare. And that's why people are assigning patents to Indian tribes. That's why. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I mean, as ludicrous as that sounds, and again, if you were just to take that in a vacuum and say that a major pharmaceutical company had assigned a significant chunk of its valuable IP to a Native American tribe to immunize it against something, you would just look at that and say, how, how, can that, how can that be possible in a judicial system such as the United States has, where there could be some aspect of that system that's so out of balance that it makes sense to assign your assets to a Native American tribe just to switch the sovereignty thereof and pay millions for that right? Yeah. I mean, if, if that doesn't wake someone up to say, wait a minute— Let's take a look at what we've done to the patent system that has created the world's greatest economy and is now tied with Hungary's patent system, according to, again, our, our own government. These are not some biased stats from one side of this argument or another. This is the Chamber of Commerce. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce is simply saying this is where you rank, right? Tied with Hungary. When was the last time you cared about Hungary's patent system? I'm sorry. I haven't been listening the last few minutes. What, what was that? No, that's fine. Because... Why should you? You're yeah. talking about Hungary's patent system. Correct. And I am hungry. You know they're ahead of us, right? They're probably. I'm sure they've jumped ahead now. You know, we're probably tied with you know, Lower Mongolia at this point, although it's beautiful. Stark, but beautiful in Lower Mongolia. Just if only that point. Um, Archduke Ferdinand had lived, then they'd probably be even further ahead of us. Yeah, probably. If only. He was a decent guy. He was a good guy. He was Arch a good dresser, too. Yeah, for an Archduke, good dresser. a lot of those guys are total jackasses. Probably comes with the title. Beautiful family. Lovely. Good people. Yeah. I actually know Cut a couple down of, before his time. I've got a couple of those um, you know, relatives. They don't like to advertise it, but they're in my fantasy lacrosse league. Yeah? Yeah. How is that, by the way? How is what? Any high-sticking penalties this week? Or no? <laughs> Again, I, uh, I'm excited about my squad. I don't want to jinx it. Okay. But I've done some. we've done some maneuvering around. Uh, of the old uh, of the old squad, and I think we're going to uh, get to the second level. I, you know what uh, I mean. Look, I'm 100 percent behind you. And uh, in any case, you know we've we've made Did a you mess lose your, of our uh, patent train system. Of there, you lost your train of thought. If it's an engine and a caboose, it's really not a train. I would argue, but I did lose it. I'm back now, and you know we made a mess of our patent system, and we're gonna we're gonna see the results of that play themselves out. Unfortunately. 
over the next decade or so. And it's almost like you're guarding the crease right now, right? You're guarding the crease in terms of your positioning. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to cross-check you out of the way here. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to make a couple of... uh, couple of you know final comments i, I think what, what could and maybe they won't be the final comments maybe, maybe they won't more. who cares but I, I the worst thing that could happen now and, and you see all these folks on all of those um those organizations that are paid for by the large conglomerates um talking about how terrible it is that these patents are being assigned to the native american tribes and and focusing on that but i, I sovereign immunity is not the issue here unlike lethal weapon four where it clearly was was it four? No, I don't know. Oh. It was one of them. It was, one well, of them. It was clearly But one let me slash you out of the way, and let me take another stab at you this. You got the penalty. You can't with, do that. I'm going to take a stab at this with a long pole. Um, <laughs> I will... Uh, a first for you. I will... Uh, not really. I will... <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, yeah. I'm going to blow... I'm going to blow a horn now, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna jump in here All right. with another cross-check. Uh, the issue is not sovereign immunity, obviously. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if the PTAB sets precedent by uh, turning its back on sovereign immunity. I, no, wait, no, wait, no, for yeah, wait for no, that. Wait for that, folks, because that's, that's coming. Sure coming. And this is the guy who predicted the exact score of the Super Bowl, too, who's telling you that. But that's, that's coming. You watch. You watch what comes out of that PTAB case. But, um, you know, you think about it as if you're, you are you own some land and they're building a huge, you know, super center where they're going to store and ship goods next door and they want your land. And, you know, they're going around to all the abutting landowners and, and telling their deeds to their land, even if they've been in their, their, their um, family for generations are no good. They're just taking over the land, plowing onto it and building these huge mega um, mega warehouses or whatever. Um, and if your only recourse is to turn it over to a Native American tribe, you'll, you'll do that to, to survive. And that's what a lot of these companies are having to do and to protect their investment. So that's not, the, that's not where the focus should be, obviously. The focus should be on dealing with the swamp that is the patent office from the top down, and, and hopefully this, this new guy that gets in there is going gonna, is gonna to see that and, and, and recognize that you know, it's, it's not about people who are trying to insulate themselves from the, the PTAB. That's the problem. The problem is the PTAB, and you have to ask yourself, why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? Because the deck is so stacked. Uh, with these serial IPRs, with these corrupt uh, stacked panels, with these judges that have ulterior motives and have worked, have clear conflicts of interest, uh, with, a, with a staff at the top of the patent office that's setting no realistic guidelines for the amendment process, um, and, and, and on and on, and how they're dealing with 101 is a fucking tragedy in and of itself outside of the IPR process. So uh, I, I think all of that has to happen, and that's where the focus has to be. And if this is the wake-up call um, that... Uh, that that you know we need to get there. Then let's take a poke check and let's do it. I don't disagree with any of it. Uh, well, with the parts I heard, I don't disagree with, and I think what the patent system in this country needs is a you know a slap shot. Okay. It's almost like you're saying get a touch. I could get a touch. Okay. Keep it in play. Just keep your long pole to yourself, is all I'm going to say. Well, I, I try to as best I can. And, yeah, I mean, I you know, look, it, it, it's going to get, unfortunately, it's going to get worse before it gets better. There'll be additional silliness. You, I'm, I'm sure they're picking the panel, the choice panel, even as we speak, that's going to declare somehow Native American sovereignty to be invalid before the patent office. They'll figure that out. And uh, and they must have five. Of course, of course it is. They right. must have five of those judges they can stack up there. Yeah. Right. 
that don't like Native American sovereignty. Or they'll get a little fucking custard, another. dust the fuck, dust him out dust of his fucking guy. grave, and pull yeah. Custer out. And yeah, a couple of those guys. He's a, he, that, was a, he was a solid decision maker, old yeah. Custer. Huh? No, that's that's right. He's not biased or anything, is he? Yeah. But that's the type of stuff they're doing, right? Yeah. Although I don't, the whole bringing people back from the dead thing, I, that's not necessarily that confirmed. No, and I'm and I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with that either. You wouldn't agree that it's happening or that it should happen. I would agree that it should not happen. But is it happening? Is the question? As far as I know, it is. Yeah. I can't prove it isn't. I can't either. And I don't. And, and I don't have to. I don't have to prove. Well, there's Where's no. There's no presumption. Where's right? your data? All I have. Can you to... imagine what that panel would look like? Can you imagine? All right, General Custer. He's going to be the. Uh, he's in charge of this thing. And who, who else? <laughs> who else? Andrew Jackson. Jack. Good old. Good old Ajax. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Well. Well, my friend, it's uh, it's interesting times as it usually is, and uh, we'll just have to wait and see how this all works out. We'll the edge of our seats, we just, just bated take breath. A, take a breath. Take a breath. Take a step back. Relax for a minute. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe indulge is just sort of a, uh, a as a way to lower the tension in the room. Get some of the folks here at the main state fair involved. Maybe well, we'd nice like about, to. You know what's uh, nice about the the main. Oh, I could state go on fair. forever well, about man, what's nice talk, about the Let's just talk about what a fair. beautiful day it is. Here we are, beginning. We're already in the fall, and it's really unseasonably. Oh, it's it's unseasonably changing. warm. The sun's out. It's like 90 degrees. What, it, what is this referred to as? Uh, I believe it's Native American summer. Yes. Yeah. Would be the politically correct mm-hmm. version of what we're uh, of what we're experiencing here in Maine, and, and we've enjoyed the hospitality. We've enjoyed the fried foods. The Indian pudding has been fantastic. Indian pudding has been fantastic. And, uh, boy, if you drizzle some honey on that, have you tried that? No, I haven't. No, hey, but should. wait a minute, though. That, that, um, you just took that smoothie away from me that you gave me earlier. You told me I could have it, and then you took it back. Yes. That would make you, my friend. A guy enjoying your smoothie. No, no. A guy who gave it and then took it back. Yeah. <laughs> What was it? I'm just trying to trying to think of. I'm not going there. I do, you're just you're, we're not going to have our podcast ruined with this kind of an attitude. But we will wrap it up with a game of Would You Rather, mm-hmm. and I'm going to kick that over to you because you like to set up these hypotheticals. That's well, it. I will. I will. I'll give half of the equation, and you give the other. Okay, half. how about right, that? Fair. Because right, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because we're we, we've been told that uh, as part of we, we get a little soft in the summertime, and. Um, I'll I'll throw it out there. Um, would you rather? Yes. Be um, the the folks in front of the P tab on the side of sovereign immunity, mm. or or would you rather be General Custer's horse? The horse got away. I don't believe the horse did get away. I think they shot the horses and then lied behind them for a while. Did they really? Yeah. Can With you imagine it? being his horse, just eyeballing that guy? I've carried you for untold miles. We've been through all this together. You ever see his picture that he took before the Battle of Gettysburg? I don't think so. There's a picture of him. It was on some Civil War. You always see it in the Civil War because they always bring up that old Custer was running around there, you know, obviously doing nothing. Yeah, he was a major Custer at the time, jackal. I believe. But um, he took a picture right before the Battle of Gettysburg with you know his all his his uh, Union dress on and his um, sword and real, real proper. And whatnot, yes. Yeah. And within a decade, his horse would be dead. His horse would be dead by his own hand and he'd be cowering behind He shot it. the horse? Yeah, that's what they did. They shot their horses. They used them as cover. See, now we're learning new stories every day. 
I would rather be the horse than be in front of the P-tab. See? No, that's it. That's how we play the game. Yeah. We play the game by picking which one we'd rather be. And in that case, you'd rather be the horse betrayed by your own, you know, battle partner in the face of overwhelming odds than have to face a stacked panel of judges who have predetermined that your asset is invalid or unpatentable prior to looking at a shred of evidence, which doesn't matter because they're protected under the Administrative Procedures Act and there's no presumption, even though that was their own organization that declared it to be a patent in the first place. Yep, I'm with you. You would rather be the horse. horse. I'd rather be the horse. Horse. I'd rather be the horse. Yeah. At least you'd go down with some pride. You know what's interesting, though? You You can say, look, I did my damn job. I got you here, Custer, you jackass. Well, yeah. I mean, I I don't know if horses can talk. You've never seen Mr. Ed? I've never, no. You've never seen Mr. Ed? Who is that? A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course, unless, of course, a particular horse is the famous Mr. Ed? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Were you raised in this country? Uh, yeah, of course I was. I was I was actually raised in the 80s, so I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but of course I understand different time, different place. Well, that's probably time true. Time and place, my friend. That's probably true. Time I do have place. a little more experience and perhaps you, wisdom. You know what's interesting, though? And I'll, I'll say this. Nowhere, nowhere on the... Um, on the grounds, the hallowed grounds that uh, you know, the, the Battle of Bighorn took place, mm. do you see a plaque commemorating Old Chestnut? No. It's it's horseism. It's it sure is. Uh. Can a horse own a patent? Is that should we talk about that? I would assign my patents to a horse. I, I would too. Yeah, I'd like to see that actually. You know, the good thing is the horse. saddlebag on the horse what? full of patents. Go depose the horse. What's the horse going to yeah, say? Good luck. Well, again, it depends on whether or not that particular horse is the famous Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed could be deposed. Chestnut, not so much. Of course, they're both dead at this point. Correct. But that's not stopping the P-tab, as we've already discussed. Well, folks, we've uh, once again, the time has flown by. We've enjoyed being here at the Maine State Fair. We've certainly enjoyed talking about the latest shenanigans in the patent world. And we wish you an excellent uh, day or evening. Perhaps dusk is the uh, current time where you are. Not here. Here it's hot. No, it's unseasonably it's, hot. It's unseasonably hot. And we, my friend, now have to go pick a prize pig. And we'll leave that be and yeah. simply bid you adieu. And we'll also be judging the pie-eating contest. So for those of you who are listening to us on Periscope or watching us, hmm. Um, as the case may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you head over to um, Al's Luxury uh, Furniture's tent at 5 p.m. today, we'll be judging that contest. There'll be blueberry pies, mincemeat pies, pecan pies, although I don't recommend those for you in the contest. I would stick with the fruit. Mm. Apple pies, like you, get your, you get your fiber. Um, uh, you've got uh, mincemeat pies. I don't like mincemeat pies. Apple either. pies. Have you ever had a mincemeat pie? No. It's gross. My grandfather used to like pumpkin pies, though. He'd put he'd, he'd, uh, that well, pumpkin yeah. and pecan. You just said you don't like pecan. I, do I find like that interesting because my grandfather used to love it. He'd get a piece of that, yeah. heat it up for 30 seconds in the microwave, put a scoop of vanilla ice cream on there. The grandfather in a microwave? What a treat. Well, of course he did. Ugh. My grandmother once put a potato in the microwave for an hour, and the fire department had to come. That's no word of a lie. Exploded? Yeah. Fire department. you got to wrap those things up in tinfoil before you get them going in there. Yeah, and throw a fork in there just for, yeah, just yeah, for yeah. good measure. All right, well, again, it's been enjoyable, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of IP Frequently.